Hello and welcome to the comic wrap-up recorded live here at Four Color Fantasy's comic book store. I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. With me, as always, my permanent guest, the owner of Four Color Fantasies, Chris Brady. I like that permanent guest. Permanent guest. <laughs> yes, I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the show where we talk about what's going on in comics while they're being wrapped up for New Comic Book Day. Yes, New Comic the Book Day. following day. TGIW. <laughs> Thank God it's Wednesday. So what uh, what is new in the world of comics this week? Oh, there's, this one's actually a really big week. I was surprised. Last week was kind of small. This one's big. Uh, you have Action Comics, Astro City, Batgirl, um, Batman 66, um, Batman Beyond, Batman Beyond Trade Paperback from the last series, Blue Beetle, uh, Deathstroke, Detective Comics, Flash, Future Quest. Sorry, I had to say it like that. Just always in my head. <laughs> uh, Green Lantern and the, or Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, Hellblazer. Uh, you got two volumes of Injustice Gods Amongst Us, hardcover for volume two and trade paperback for volume one. New book, Justice League of America number one. It's set in the new Rebirth universe. Commandy Challenge number two. Uh, Scooby Doo, Suicide Squad. Um, Teen Titans and Wonder Woman. Uh, you also have the first volume of the new Rebirth. Wonder Woman comes out tomorrow too, so that's another one that you can add to your uh, add to your list of I want to catch up books. Um, let's see, IDW. We got uh, Back to the Future, new book called Darkness Visible. Yeah, see all that working in the background. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Highlander, American Dream. Like from the Highlander, Highlander universe, Ooh. yes, I know. Add that to my pull list. There you go. Uh, my Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, um, Optimus Prime, Revolutionaries, uh, Star Trek Green Lantern Volume 2 Number 3 comes out. Nice. Uh, TMNT Universe Number 7, Transformers, uh, Lost Light. Let's see, an image, you got Beauty, which is a good story if nobody's ever heard read it. It's a... Uh, Basically, it's like a STD that makes you beautiful and then burns you out. The STD that everybody would want. Yeah, well, that's exactly the problem is everybody was getting it. <laughs> See, I mean, there were actually places you would go to to have sex with people to get the STD. <laughs> because overnight, you turn to the best that you could possibly, your, your DNA would allow you to be. So Wow. Yes. But then they, then they start finding out that people are actually burning up. Literally spontaneous combustion because of this disease. So, wow. Yeah. Well, so look good. Looks good on it, the surface. It, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, curse words, uh, number two. And we also have a second print of number one. Uh, Descender. Um, few. Fixed. Lake of Fire trade paperback. Monstrous. Uh, Outcast by Robert Kirkman, along with volume four of that. Um, Not Girl trade paperback, volume one. Uh, Sun Bakery, which is a new number one, too. Uh, Marvel Comics, we have Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers 4.1, Black Panther, uh, Captain America Steve Rogers number 12, which should be leading right into the new crossover called Secret uh, Empire, which I got a little preview and taste of Mm -hmm. while I was up in Memphis. And uh, let's see, Champions, MU, Deadpool, 
the duck, Electra number one. Um, let's see, Enchanted Tiki Room. Electro number one. Now, is that another one of those titles that's trying to make the villain more like a good guy? Or no, are we I actually going to so. see it as a I, villain? I don't believe so. I, I just saw the book. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I, I think it's not that way. Um, Enchanted Tiki Room, last issue. Extraordinary X-Men, Ghost Rider, Hulk. That's the new She-Hulk book. So, uh, IVX number five. Um, let's see. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Mosaic, Occupy Avengers, Prowler, uh, Rocket Raccoon, Scarlet Witch, Solo, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man, Deadpool, Spider-Woman, Thanos, Thunderbolts. Ooh, Thanos. Ooh, I'm excited for that one. <laughs> Thanos, Thunderbolts, um, Uncanny Avengers, um, and Wolverine vs. Deadpool trade paperback. And then a bunch of little books from all over. So we got a bunch of restocks of graphics in. Mm-hmm. A bunch of stuff tying into the new Logan movie. It's should be all be good. So. Any uh, any new memorabilia that's coming out? Oh, yeah, we got the Power Rangers on a red helmet. I see it. I saw that picture, and I'm actually looking at it right now. Yes, it's staring at you. And the, the thought did cross my mind, is that for sale? It is. And how how much is it that I can't afford it? One twenty four ninety nine. That's actually not it's as not bad. It's not bad, as and I it's actually it really cool. Uh, it's not like cheaply made. So it actually has like a strap on the inside to hold your head. No, that I mean, it looks, uh, guys. This doesn't even look like uh, like a wearable helmet. It looks like a statue. It is so picturesque. Um, but I I know you can wear it because I've seen Chris wearing it. Of course. So of course I had to try it on. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I couldn't wear my glasses on the inside though. That was the only problem. Can you see out of it? Okay. I can. Almost? Just I can't see because I right. I'm blind as a bat. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Right. And uh, events coming up? Uh, of course, Logan. Uh, nine days till Logan. So quickly. I know. It snuck up on me real fast there. And then, uh, let's see. What else we got coming? Free comic book day. And then Guardians of the Galaxy. And we're still working on our Friday night geek night out type stuff. So hopefully that'll get fixed up here soon. We can start making those announcements. Awesome. So. Uh, well... Now, uh, now we get to talk about our subject. We do. We uh, we started our title series where we're delving into a little history and uh, tidbits of information about specific comic titles. Last week we did, or last week, it's been a while. Uh, last episode we did Detective Comics. This time around we are doing the X Men. Yes, the X Men. And uh, Chris is beside himself with excitement because he's Ooh. everyone knows he's the biggest Marvel fangirl Ooh. in the world. <laughs> um, but yes, the the X Men, uh, appeared what September nineteen sixty three, right? That's what it says, number one. And um, I had one of those. Of course, the X Men. I think uh, that started were very different than what what we have now. Oh, yeah, just a little bit. I yeah. mean, you had... Just the skosh. You, know, you had Jean Grey, you had Cyclops, you had Beast, you had Angel with the fluffy white wings, mm-hmm. and you had Iceman, who could throw snowballs back then. Yep. And I, like, I want to say my first big, like, mainstream introduction to the X-Men before, like, reading comics and stuff like that was the 90s kids cartoon, and that was a... Yeah, exactly. And that's quite a different roster of X-Men than the comics. Yeah, that was actually when they, the changed the, when they changed the title over from X-Men 
to Uncanny X-Men, that's mm -hmm. actually when that group came into play. I see. And that, again, was the 90s and all that such like yeah. that. I think it's like or early 70s, 90s. Chris Claremont era, I think. Was. Well, and now there's like, and, and not even now, this was something I want to say even in the 80s and 90s, but like there's like a thousand X-Men, isn't there? 91, that was when it switched over. 91. Uh, yeah, well, it's I like mean, like the Avengers, right? Like there's anything, there's a thousand Avengers. Well, again, like anything, you know, it's like they keep adding new characters. They fall on and off the team. They leave Professor Xavier's school and move on. You know, so I mean that that that's going to affect mm -hmm. you know anybody who goes to Xavier's school. I guess is considered an X Men. Yeah, so. and the school itself has gone through changes oh, in many, recent times. Changes. So that's a Kitty Pride school for, I think currently or something like that because Kitty Pride was dead yeah. or. Launched the, into a rocket into space at one point. The last uh, time I read it was the, it had been renamed like the Jean Grey School for the Gifted or something. But that, that was, was another. Yeah, that was another time. I so. That was last last year or the year before that. Uh, some I point. don't know. It changes. Whatever so title I was reading it. Ended, I mean, X Men so. used to be good. You know, mm. for me at least personally. You know, because I mean, it does. It it was a representation of an ostracized group of people. You know, that kind of thing like that. You know, that's what Marvel did well. In the beginning was, you know, these ostracized people, you know, the, the school wimp, you know, the people who are different kind of thing. They they represented them well in comics. So, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, I actually prefer, I'm going to go off topic just a little bit. I actually prefer the X-Force version that was just recently done, like about three years ago, mm -hmm. where basically Cyclops created a wetworks group of mutants. To handle any threat that he perceived to the mutant mutant population it was after the uh, No More Mutants uh, House of M thing, and so it was Wolverine, Weapon X, or I mean Wolverine X twenty three, Jericho. I mean Angel as the Blue Dark Angel. Okay, yeah. Anybody Angel. who basically wielded a blade or had a claw, <laughs> and uh, it literally were like you know this person's threatening to destroy the mutant universe and they'd send them in there covertly to kill the guy and i was like yeah nice. my favorite scene because one of my favorite mutants is archangel mm. uh, that's the blue angel of death after apocalypse and uh just when he came out he was so badass i mean blades could shoot out of the wings with poison paralyzing poison you know he could shred people but the best scene in that x-force was basically like a whole bunch of scenes of like rooftops and then just a swoosh across the page, and all you see are half torso standing up, and it's like, oh, oh, oh that's so cool. So only a darker side of the X Men, right yeah, there. just a little bit. So. Um, yeah, I remember my first uh, again, in, like introduction of the character of Angel was as Archangel in that '90s cartoon from X Factor. Yeah. Yes, which was another better series. Because I even had, um, I remember I had the, I don't remember who made them, but they were the. Uh, Cards, the, mm -hmm. the Marvel Universe Top like cards. cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was series three or four. It was from like ninety three, ninety four, somewhere around there. And there were so many X Men already at that point that they had the blue team, gold team, which uh, they are bringing back. Are next they doing month. that? <laughs> blue and gold. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the 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 lineups will be uh, different nowadays because, um, like, how? And you may not be able to answer this, but in the current universe, the last time I was reading was when Cyclops had gone all evilly, and then they had... He's dead now. Oh, he's dead. He is okay. dead. And then the, uh, the there was the young well, team of X-Men who got 
time shifted. Right. The, all then, new X-Men are here. Yeah, and then young the past, Cyclops right. was out gallivanting around space right, with right. his dad. No, no. Uh, Cyclops, the evilish one, had died previously a while ago. And Emma Frost was using her powers to make everybody see Cyclops. Ah. Yeah. So we're not sure when he really did die, I guess. Okay. So could it would it could it have been before he was seen as evil? Like yes, that could have been somebody else doing that. That's where they're going with it. Yeah, you know, I always thought that the greatest thing that they could have done was have Emma Frost subtly changing Scott's personality. That was like that Avengers versus X Men thing, you mm-hmm. know. And I was like, just Emma Frost just subtly changing his mind in its little ways and making him darker, making him more evil, you know, because she's always, you know, she's a villain. She yeah. always will be, <laughs> you know. So I mean, making her. Her lover into more of who she wants him to be, kind of thing. But yeah, that's that would be an interesting twist. I would like. Yeah, there's to see a lot that. of interesting twists. Yeah. Well, but X Men, yeah. anything's possible. Right. Exactly. That's when I was reading the last issue was when they went to go bring Nightcrawler back from the dead, and they went to to hell, or they hell. went to heaven for him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was like both because they went to heaven, but I think they were fighting demons that were trying to take over too. And well, yeah, it had something to do I with mean, Nightcrawler's it, dad. And... Like that one, that one uh, girl with the sword, I forget her name. Cyclops, or not Cyclops, uh, Colossus's sister. Yeah. Isn't she, wasn't she like stuck in hell or some crap like that? I don't yeah. Know. It, was, it was a weird storyline, it, but. It, uh, it's all very weird. The, the whole, that whole title, uh, I think, ended pretty quickly because. <laughs> If it disappeared off my pull list, then it wasn't like I said, take it off. I Don't think it just think ended. Don't it disappeared off of your, just yours. So. <laughs> um, but, I mean, so I think most people think X-Men, they think Stan Lee, like he just did it all by himself, but he didn't. Jack Kirby, baby. Mm-hmm. I don't think Stanley did anything personally, <laughs> but I think, I, think that he, uh, I think that he wrote some notes, passed them on to Jack, and Jack was like, oh, yeah, I got it, Stan. Just, just go do whatever you got to do. In fact, there's a uh, there's actual quote here from a 1987 interview with Jack Kirby. If you if you'd like, I'll, I'll read it. It's I a lengthy little quote, but here we go. Uh, it says, "The X Men, I did the natural thing there. Uh, what would you do with mutants who are just plain boys and girls, and certainly not dangerous? You school them, you develop their skills. So I gave them a teacher, Professor X. Of course, it was the natural thing to do instead of disorienting disorienting or alienating people who were different from us. I made the X-Men part of the human race, which they were. Possibly radiation, if it, uh, if it is beneficial, may create mutants that will save us instead of doing us harm. I felt that if we train the mutants our way, they'll help us, and not only help us, but achieve a measure of growth in their own sense, and so we could all live together. Gee, that doesn't sound like anyone else created the X-Men there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that is... The man was a genius. That is the message of like, that is constantly delivered from the X-Men is is harmony and unity and all those kinds right. of things. Right, you know, Very... living together with humans, not opposing them, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I just, like, that just right there got me. Because, I mean, the way he's talking was he created... Professor X. He created this and that. Stan had nothing to do with it. Yeah. He created the idea of the school and all that stuff like that. I'm sure Stan put his stamp on it, you know, as editor or whatever, but not not so much as like the main guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, for another conversation, for another time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to depress you, Chris. I was just. It was relevant. Wait till he to dies. The topic. <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> oh wait, you're not supposed to badmouth the dead, are you? Never. No. Um, yeah, so 
I mean, this one of the I would say like most well-known group titles, uh, probably in existence. I mean, that really, even as much as I hate the X-Men movies, it's really what kind of launched the platform that made all these other superhero movies uh, viable now. But um, X-Men. That's that's one of those where, as a fanboy, yeah, as a fanboy, uh, I get I get angry about those movies. Oh, yeah. No, I'm so angry at yeah. number three because mm. you show me all that awesomeness of that beautiful, beautiful phoenix flying under the water, and then you give me Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and it's like I just wanted to burn him in a <laughs> fire and watch him cry out loud. So I, for me, I didn't even care for the first one. No, I liked the first I, one. I did not. I mean, they were good. They weren't great. There were they parts that were bad. all right, but I like. I did not like the treatment of some of the X Men. I thought Rogue Which one? was completely. Oh well, yeah. Eh. Well, she is. Yeah. Eh, so. And that was. I mean, I guess for movie purposes, you combine Rogue and Jubilee's characters together is essentially what they right, did. Because I mean, you can't afford too many mutants. We learned that from Deadpool. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. but i make me laugh <laughs> but what's funny is that you have the x-men who their message is charles xavier's message is let's let's show humans that we are not against them that we're not that different that we can work together and then on the flip side of that coin there's magneto you have magneto who just wants to wipe out all humans right and let the new master race take over um, which is it? Is it irony that, uh, like, with his backstory, that that's kind of what he's turned into? Well, the, the irony is this, this is what makes me laugh is if you read the comics, right, and you go into the Marvel zombie verse, Magneto ends up saving the human race. <laughs> so, <laughs> talk about some irony there. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that was a pretty interesting thing that I liked. And also the idea that those two characters who are on complete opposite sides are like great friends, or at least were at one time. Well, yeah. I mean, they were friends. They were, they were, you know, they realize that each other are, you know, they have strength in each other. Yeah. So, I mean, if they could sway one or the other over to the other side, it, it would be better for them. So, mm. But, uh, yeah, probably, probably never going to happen. No. Well, I mean, there's been times that Magneto has... Led the X Men, mm -hmm. you know, in Xavier's absence, you know, things like that. Yeah, and like it's it is one of those where they are very similar characters, and so when you do have like I want to say uh, Age of Apocalypse, wasn't uh, Magneto was the one running the X Men at that point? He was, but again, very different situation. You're not humanity's now your problem there. No, no, <laughs> yeah, you got a, a killer, yeah, from the future kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, X-Men's been good in the past. There's been good things about it. I actually, you know, I know a lot of people are like Logan and Storm and all that. And, you know, I read it for a while. You know, and then X-Factor came out, and I was all about that. That was, I loved X-Factor over X-Men. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, Excalibur. I don't know if you remember that one. Briefly. Oh, it's really good. So, Excalibur, Kitty Pride, things like that. And then... You know, with the whole fight with Fox right now, Marvel has, you know, thrown the X-Men to the wayside and trying yeah, to promote really trying the Inhumans yeah. as, you know, they're they're not mutant, mutant, because if they use, them, use the term mutant with them, suddenly Fox owns all the rights, so, for movie. 
So as long as they're in humans, that they don't have that issue. So um, you they know. should they should just rebrand the word mutant in their comics. Not 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 to be like inhuman, but like just something else altogether. Right, right, right. I mean that's that's when the you know, but it's it's yeah. So anything new created that's some X Men or mutant automatically Fox has the rights to. So they've been avoiding that. So yeah. Yeah, foxes. I mean, really Fox got would be by the short and so much smarter just to just hand it over to them. They would, and just give me a paycheck. Yeah, and give me a big paycheck. You know, like Sony's done with Spider-Man. Because I mean, Sony has tried how many times? Five times to do mm-hmm. a decent mm-hmm. Spider-Man movie, and I, you know, I think the last two were pretty good, but they still weren't Spider-Man. Yep, and. So far, what I see of the new Spider-Man, it's very Spider-Man, and I'm I'm very yeah, happy. And that's with the that. thing; like, I'm definitely tired of, especially tired of Spider-Man being rebooted. But I am so ready for this one. Exactly. So, I think the same would be said for X-Men. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if it's actually teenage-ish type heroes mm-hmm. and Xavier? You know, uh, yeah. just... and like it would be interesting because I know Spider-Man and the X-Men cross over a lot in the comics because. I mean, everybody's not a natural mutant. Well, think about it. In House of M, you know, he hid himself as a mutant Mm -hmm. because the only way he could have powers and be in that universe was pretend he was a mutant. Yeah. So. But that, like, you could have some great crossover storylines in the movies if they did that. Like, I think there'd just be a whole world of possibility. I mean, but Fox is not going to. Phoenix Saga on the Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that'd be so awesome. So. Yeah, and that would be one of those. Marvel would treat it right. It would be a slow burn to get to it. They would establish right, everything right. I mean, to make there would it happen. Be, there would be, I mean, because you have Guardians, so you could start bringing the Sakaar and all that and the whole Phoenix and all that stuff into with Guardians, Infinity War and all that stuff and moving that direction. Yep. <sighs> They're idiots. <laughs> it just frustrates me sometimes. Um, now, one of the things about X-Men, the comics especially, is that... Um, you know, the conflict between mutants and humans is always kind of compared to real-world events at the time, especially back then, um, you know, between uh, African-Americans and, you know, stuff like that and other minority groups. And it seems to constantly reflect that. There's always some... It seems like the white people are always putting putting the others down. Oh, gee, I never heard We're of always that. doing that. Never heard of that. Never? No, never. But it doesn't... It's like once... <laughs> It seems like as a whole, when they're finding like, it's a white all right, privilege. you're okay, yeah. you're okay. Then they find someone new to hate. And, well, that's uh, that's just America in general, but still. Uh, <laughs> just the, it's just the world in general. Pretty much. I think everybody has to have a group to hate but, <laughs> in order to make their lives happy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of them. They were very much, you know, uh, horrible, horrible life. Everybody hates us, but we're still going to do good. So, mm. Kind of a, like... I want to say, like, draw parallels to, like, the original Star Trek, too, because that was when that show came out. The the diverse, quote, the unquote, diversity of the cast was one of those that was praised. And so this, like, you did have a, uh, you know, yeah, but the, I don't the think, idea behind but this. But I don't think when this was written, honestly, I don't think the social aspect was really. Like that's not what they were going for. I don't think so, actually. I think it was just a bunch of cool, because, I mean, all the kids are white, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, they're different, but they're white. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe there was like a little bit of it in their head, but I don't think it was I, meant to be. And I'm, I'm, in, I'm inclined to agree with you, 
But you know who claims otherwise. Oh, I know who claims otherwise. <laughs> the same man who claims that he created Wolverine. <laughs> I've heard that story. But it's like secondhand, not even, you know, I haven't heard it through or heard it through or heard it through or heard it through. I mean, I heard it through the one person who heard it. So mm. it's like, yeah. Who is your, who's your favorite X-Men? Archangel. Archangel. Yeah. X Factor Blue. So, skin, but not Archangel. not until he became Archangel. Oh yeah, not until he became Archangel. I mean, come on, I got fluffy wings. Ooh, <laughs> whatever. It did seem like a really lame power. It was the lamest end. power in existence. You just have wings, yay! Not even super strength to go with them or anything like that. Just, just not even giant cool, wings. Not even cool like retractable claws or something. Yeah. I just have wings. I mean, once he became Archangel, I was like, ha ha. Slice. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, he looked awesome. so much cooler as Arcane. Exactly. Too. He needed an update. That was the best thing about that character. Yeah. I like how now he can turn back into Warren. Oh, he can do that now? Yeah, but right. every, every so often that bloodlust comes out and it just uh, Archangel it. pops out before he can realize what's happening. That's cool. Which is funny because I think he's one of the few characters that I want to say even after he got out of apocalypse's grasp kind of stayed the same look most people change back to change back or whatever but would, i think there was somebody would, that was just like would yeah, you go back to yeah. the white fluffy wings exactly. i personally wouldn't that was clearly an artist somewhere that was just like well, he had his wings taken we'll, off we'll just leave well, him no, like no, that. he had his wings taken off mm-hmm. that was part of the storyline i mean his wings were pulled off of him so and that's how apocalypse got him was by i can give you back your wings mm. and so then you know I think it was like two or three issues later, all of a sudden the reveal of Archangel, you know, Warren, ah, you know, he's like, I am no longer Warren, I am death, you know, and it's like, ah, it's so cool. I, I still I was think that, that was in high a, school. Look at that goosebumps. I, I, thinking about it again. I still think that was a design. They were like, we need to revamp this character because he's lame. <laughs> so that's that's why he became one of the, the horsemen. That's exactly it. <laughs> I still have not watched that movie. Oh, yeah. Don't. I want to just for the Archangel things. But it's not good. Yeah, see, that's the, that's my fear. Because, that... again, this is another one of those things where if they just would separate what they're doing sometimes and not try to make everything connected, I'd be okay with it. Because the problem is you've already established the character of Angel in the X-Men movie that shall not be named. And... And even if they did a hard reboot with uh, Days of Future Past, that how does that change that character in that but regard? But it really wasn't a hard reboot because it was still the same characters. Yeah. but that's what know? I'm saying. Like even if you, were, but even if you're using the well, they went back and messed with time, so of course he could be different. It's like not really. No, he's still not, white, you know, fluffy, and especially because he was young in the in the third movie right and then he's young in this movie which takes place in like the 80s it doesn't make any sense so this movie takes place in the 80s yeah that's it because uh well, what, first class was 60s and right. then the second one was 70s and this one's supposed to be in the 80s and nobody looks like they've aged a day <laughs> maybe a few years because that's how long it's taken to make the movies but i i don't buy for an instant that anyone's aged so 20 years from the first movie. movie um god fox just give it back yeah but, so they bring this character in that's Angel, which we've, we've already seen, and it was like, wait, what? And he's kind of brought in a way that doesn't really matter to the story, and he's turned into Archangel, and he is almost inconsequential to this story. He has a really? couple of fight scenes. I mean, he's not as useless. 
as Psylocke, I will say that. Hershey like did one flip and kick yep. one person and that was Pretty it. much. Pretty much. Yeah. She looked at people like a couple of times, I think. That was about it. Pretty much all the horsemen were useless. But I don't understand when Psylocke become a horseman. You know, I mean that that just doesn't make sense to me. So yeah. And honestly, <sighs> the way they ended it, to me it felt like when they destroyed Apocalypse, it was one of those where like you can't destroy the essence of Apocalypse. I feel like she gets away. Psylocke just kind of like quietly leaves. I feel like she was possessed by the spirit of Apocalypse or something like that. That's how it felt. Like they're trying to use a reason to bring that character back, and I hope they don't. Um, I think I'd rather watch paint dry. <laughs> Be just as exciting. I feel. That's what I'm thinking. Um, well, we uh, we're out of time. We've bashed the X Men enough now. Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. I think so. I think it was more so bashing on the movies. But yeah, that's it is because I actually used to really love the comics. They're not so. a, there's not a great representation of the X Men. And I was excited for the all new X Men with the younger group that came over. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I want to see that '90s series redone or X Factor. Any any. Oh, I'd love like, to see X Factor. That just, would be so much better. Yeah. What was it? What, X. What was the one I was reading for a while? X-Force? Yeah, X-Force. X Factor. It was X-Force. X-Force. And actually, for what it was, I enjoyed it. It was a kind of wacky take on that where it's run by a corporation. Right, right. And the little uh, editor's notes and stuff in the beginning were all under the guise of the corporation. I thought it was very creative, but uh, apparently I was the only one reading it. So, Yes. <laughs> and let's be real. The only reason I was reading it is because Gambit was in it. If he had left the series, I'd have been like, so long. But... <laughs> Oh, I hate you kind of readers. No. <laughs> well, he I wasn't... have one other guy who's like you right there. If it's Gambit and anything, I want it to. Oh, well, okay. I was reading the regular X-Men and Which he I hate was Gambit, in it. by the way, too. Just I'm so getting you... that. I'm getting that. So you're probably excited. Hey, that... mon ami. What so, happened? So I'm sure you're tickled that uh, Channing Tatum is supposed to be playing that character. <laughs> When I heard he like quit or whatever, I was like, "Yes!" Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll stay on." Yeah, it was like, like three days later. I'm back. Why are you bothering this? That so. announcement came in on my birthday. Oh, happy birthday was, to that you! He was back. Happy birthday and to I was you! Like, yeah, I, just I, think of Magic Mike. I wept a little bit on the inside. Magic Mike with superpowers of him slinging stuff around and making it explode. <laughs> Picture it. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. Anyway, where uh, where can people find out more on Facebook at Four Color Fantasies? It's actually Four Color Rancho if you're searching, um, or but just type in Four Color Fantasies, we'll pull up. Also on Twitter and Instagram, Four Color Fantasies. Search us there. Uh, we do post up new pictures of products and events and things like that. Uh, our website should be getting back up here shortly. Uh, fourcolorfantasies.com. And then that should be up and going. Uh, yeah, that's about it. And uh, you know, come by the store. Yeah, Don't be afraid to actually physically shop. If you're a local listener, I definitely, like you said. Even if you're not, come yeah. on down. <laughs> Which we have had. Yes. We have had. Uh, I have Florida. people come up every, what is it, every uh, free conflict day from San Diego. So. When one of our listeners family. from Florida came and did visited he? you guys, yeah. Don't do you say nice yeah, He did the, yeah, he loved the store. Okay, good. Okay, cool. I'm not sure if you guys were here yet or if you were back at the other store, but yeah, he came and visited. He went He went to all our sponsors to oh, check them that's out. that's cool. Went to the Roadhouse and then came here. That's so, cool. Yeah. The Roadhouse. I've not been there yet. 
Because I'm afraid that when I walk in, I'm going to go, Roadhouse! See what happens. You will. You will. And everybody's going to look at me and go, <laughs> this guy. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, again, if you are a local, like Logan screening. Yeah, Logan screening's coming up. Like I said, it's a lot of fun. T-shirts when you pick up your tickets, tickets, all kinds of stuff. We start check-in at 5.30. The movie doesn't start till 7.15, so don't let that freak you out if you see the Facebook event. Yeah. Uh, we're going to change that today. So Awesome. All right, guys. Well, this has been the comic wrap-up. We will talk to you after the next issue.